<laughs> I'm trying to think of some witty retort, and I don't have don't just explain just, where how do, like just answer the question like a normal person. And start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is this is um this is ready to eat. It's a uh, sealed thing of salmon you could get at the store. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't have to do anything other than just unwrap it and throw it on my plate. And I'm like, it all is, right. It, is it smoked? Is the question I want to know. The most. Uh, yes, it is. Beautiful. I love mm-hmm. it. Then. Yeah. Smoking on that salmon that Ryan ate for breakfast. Smoking on the salmon outside the tasty freeze. <laughs> Smoking on the salmon in the boys' room. <laughs> oh man! Uh, Smoke we'll pull- on the salmon. <laughs> a rumble in margarine. my tummy. A rumble in my tummy. Did you say margarine, Taylor Green? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, to connect the dots. Uh, okay. Margarine, margarine, Taylor Green is a great episode name. <laughs> Hello, there it is. Um, uh, can my... we just do salmon and toast puns for the next hour? Sure, no, sure. No, no is the answer. <laughs> okay. Mm. Welcome to George Center. Uh, guys, I've got an article that I want to read to you. So and... you were you were salivating at the uh, <laughs> at the offer to read this. You were half of our most recent messages in our little George Center group were like, I gotta fucking read this. You have no idea how much I want to do this. That is not the tone nor <laughs> the what happened in any way, shape, or form. And secondly, it wasn't an offer to me. I didn't salivate. You guys didn't offer me to read this. I said I wanted to read this on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, you fucking jumped in. We're like, I'm reading this. We're like, uh, do we get to say you're like, no. You I know <laughs> that didn't happen at all. You're just you're fanficking our uh our fucking our ch- goddamn group chat. Real quick before uh we get into this, just wanted to congratulate Will on becoming a professional podcaster with Lower After Hours. And also just wanted to note that since he's moving on to bigger things, this will be the last episode of Dorf yes. Center with him. Yep. Uh we have appreciated having him and we've been honored uh but you know i i understand i understand well if you just want to read the article okay. uh i'm sorry I've, i figured this would be a good uh way to go out yeah on uh on george center a good good bang good finale so uh fellas i do appreciate you you letting me um uh have this this temporary what's it called when you do like a uh a guest spot at a tattoo shop or or an adjunct professor or something uh in your truck internship (laughs) where you uh where you bring me in for a semester um Uh, okay in all seriousness though the name of this article and obviously this went viral the past couple days on twitter it has been part- driving me crazy. Like t- I've been not reading the article so I could hear you read it, but it's been making me fucking insane. <laughs> so uh, the name of it is I Love Disney World, but Wokeness is Ruining the Experience. Um, this was in the Orlando Sun Sentinel. And part of the reason why it was immediately attention-grabbing, and look, I'm a portly fellow. Uh, some would even say morbidly obese. <laughs> However, are you legally? I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's no legally way I'm obese? not. Yeah, legally. Yeah. Like I, I filed my paperwork. Um, I've I've got the all my permits. Is lower than you think licenses, it is. right? Yeah, I think it honestly is. I think the threshold to be considered more. Yeah, but but the the goddamn photo 
that accompanied this article is so funny. It's just, he's got his Disney figurines behind him. He's got his Disney collared Hawaiian shirt on. The hair wave. The, uh, just go look it up. That's all I'll say. I, I don't want to comment on, on people's physical attributes beyond that, okay? Now, now fuck uh, this dude. I said he looked like if John Lovitz, like, melted. Yeah, I, but John Lovitz already looks like if John Lovitz melted. <laughs> that's That's not a good comparison. Point being, just go find the article it's called again i love disney world but wokeness is ruining the experience i'm gonna read this to you uh let you guys decide decide what you think my family and i have been loyal disney customers for decades we vacation at disney world every year we take a disney cruise every year or two consequently we spend way too much money in orlando so already off the bat, we're we're dealing with someone who's got a shit ton of expendable cash. Like taking those Disney cruises are ridiculously expensive. <laughs> Unfortunately, I am strongly rethinking our commitment to Disney and thus Orlando as if he's married, as if he's in a long-term relationship or something. <laughs> That's how you would speak to this. The more Disney moves away from the values and vision of Walt Disney, noted anti-Semite, that's my commentary, the less Disney World means to me. Disney is forgetting that guest immersion is at the core of its business model. When I stand in Galaxy's Edge or Fantasyland, I know I am in a theme park, but through immersion... But through immersion and my willingness to set the real world aside, something magical happens. <laughs> so we're, we're just two two paragraphs in, and already yeah. this is I, like there. Every once in a while, it happens where I hear somebody say something, or I see somebody, and immediately I I'm like I would bully the fuck out of that dude. <laughs> Like, this article is the most loser fucking thing I have yeah. ever read. Like, loser is just the the, on, the the word that's, like, at the forefront of my mind when I read this thing. If he has a rolly book bag, I would kick it. <laughs> <laughs> is this the type of dude who, like, claps when the plane lands? Uh, no, no, this is the type of dude that gets angry that the, uh, the, the, uh... What's the flight attendants that the flight attendants aren't moving fast enough or that his drink isn't cold mm. enough. Yeah. This is this is he's not a an appreciative motherfucker at all. These that are, spell the, these are already very Karen like complaints. Oh, like yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except so, he's trying yeah. to word them more eloquently. But I'm like, dude, this is totally a do you know how much money I spend here? type of bullshit oh I, I, yeah that's a hundred percent what it is i love the idea of going to disney world for the immersion like to feel like you're really there <laughs> but also this guy is like in his early 50s you know what i mean like this is not <laughs> this is not so much better <laughs> this is not an eight-year-old did you see here i'm gonna hold this up like that's I him <laughs> i love that it blurs out his background since you yeah, have it's your just background his face. It's out. good it's good um <laughs> That spell is broken when the immersive experience is shattered by the real world. <laughs> and, and boy, has Disney been breaking the immersion. Recently, Disney announced that cast members are now permitted to display tattoos, wear inclusive uniforms, and display inclusive haircuts. Disney did all of this in the name of allowing cast members to express themselves. Okay, so this guy is is mad at the the folks making twelve dollars an hour 
uh, not having to cover up their tattoos in sweltering Orlando heat. This is what he's mad about, that he paid thousands of dollars, traveled across the country, and is pissed that someone is showing a tattoo at the, you know, Trader Sam's Tiki Bar or whatever the fuck. Is this guy, is it the people who are out of costume or the people who are in costume? So it's like, is like Goofy walking around with like a half sleeve showing? (laughs) That would be that would be sick as fuck, bro. Well, be, I think in the Goofy movie uh, segment, you definitely like when you're watching Powerline. They definitely have tattoos. Absolutely, hundred percent. All his backup dancers and shit. Yeah. Um, no, I think they call everybody a cast member there. So even if you are like you know bussing tables at a restaurant or something, you're you're still considered a, a cast member. But there's no way that Tinkerbell is going to have her septum pierced or you know purple hair or some shit. Well, that's uh, good to uh, know. I think that we need to have some sort of normalcy in this exactly, world. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, quick. Note I mean, that it- quite frankly, this is Joe Biden's America. Yeah. This is this is the platform that he ran on. <laughs> Quick so. thing I just remembered, I'll let you get back to this. I had a friend at Carowinds once um, that got on the roller coaster and shit his pants. And then he got <laughs> off the roller coaster, had shit all down his pants and his shirt. Uh, and so he had to go to... The- hold on, hold on. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> How do you shit down your shirt? He shit on just the bottom of his shirt. It's a, like it's a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> well, that too. I didn't even think about that aspect. Uh, oh my so. God, how do you? Okay, uh, he he shit <laughs> he shit his pants, and then the roller coaster went upside down, and it went <laughs> down his shirt. It was like at the it was like at the bottom. Uh, but, Did like, he have his shirt his tucked, tucked in? Tucked in, yeah. No, he was, I guess, sitting on his shirt. This was, like, <laughs> oh the, you know, early 2000s. So, oh, my um, God. His shirt was, like, an XL, and he was, like, <laughs> 11. Yeah, but I remember he had oh. to go to the uh, Levi's store, and his parents uh, bought him all new clothes, so he just had, like, like <laughs> ill-fitting Levi's and a Levi's T-shirt, you know? But we all knew. Did, had, he, had he cleaned up before he bought them, or is he still like? <laughs> yeah, it's just shit. He still got the... shit all over him. He's no, he went the... into the water part. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Fuck! But, yeah. Sorry that uh, oh, I've went never, in Rome. I've, yeah, I've never heard the phrase "shit down my shirt" before. <laughs> well, you've never ridden the hurler. That's true. That's true. I have ridden the hurler actually. Butt hurler, I guess. In this case. <laughs> That sounds like a valley girl thing. Like, oh, shit down my shirt. Like, get me with a spoon. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking this article is going to take up the whole episode, and I'm not mad at it. So let's keep going. See, yeah, you, you might be right. There might be enough uh, gems in here for that. Okay. The problem is I'm not traveling across the country and paying thousands of dollars to watch someone I do not know express themselves. I am there for the immersion and the fantasy, not the reality of a stranger's self-expression. I do not begrudge these people their individuality, and I wish them well in their personal lives, but I do not get to express my individuality at my place of business. What's next? Is Disney going to end the rule barring onstage cell phone use by cast members as an infringement on self-expression? 
So that argument right there, that's like the uh, the classic conservative argument. What's next? Are people going to marry their dogs? Yeah. If we allow gay marriage, all hell's going to... Br- you know, like, there's no, there's no nuance in this dude's mind, right? You can't <laughs> allow, like, something small, like having a visible tattoo, or that means that uh, uh, Snow White is going to be fucking bukkakied by the Seven Dwarves <laughs> on Main Street or some shit. Yeah, I mean... I'm a not anymore. cis male, <laughs> and I would marry my dog, so I don't <laughs> think they have a good argument. They don't. I, they don't. I love that the uh, this guy's worried about immersion with like wait staff and table busters. Like you're immersed in this fantasy world where someone is like picking up dirty cups and plates off a table. Like ah, oh, I came here for this dream, this fantasy. Like right, that's real right. life right there, man. Welcome like, forth, welcome forth, sire. Is Pepsi okay instead of Coke? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, right. Like instead of instead of using gold, like he just asked, "Do you accept American Express?" Like he's not he's not paying in like gold coins or some shit. I I know that this is a joke podcast, but this motherfucker totally does not view wait staff as a person. Absolutely not. So Absolutely Snow White not. is a person, and Goofy is a person, but not the guy who will give you a Pepsi. Exactly. Exactly. Suicidal Disney tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. More broadly, like many corporations, Disney has been politicizing its business. Full disclosure. <laughs> and here's here's something that he did not have to disclose because we all fucking knew exactly how to describe this guy. I am a Christian and a conservative Republican, so the people who run Disney and I do not see eye to eye. I know, mm. mind mind exploding right there. Regardless, corporations have always made politically motivated decisions. Usually, it is due to to the desire to make a profit, but sometimes it is due to the values of the people in the corporation. Walt Disney used his corporation to express his patriotism during World War II and his pro-capitalism beliefs afterward. The difference today is that the people who run Disney use social media to scream to the whole world that a decision has been made for political reasons. Disney is in the process of taking the woke scalpel. That's a man. That's such an amazing phrase right there. The woke scalpel. That's like Occam's razor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's woke scalpel versus too. Occam's razor. God, fight to the death. Don't Disney... bring an Occam's razor to a woke scalpel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Disney is in the process of taking the woke scalpel to the jungle cruise trader sam is out because he might offend certain people every grown-up in the room realizes that trader sam is not a representation of reality and is meant as a funny and silly caricature it is no more based in racism than every disney caricature of an out-of-touch white american dad so in this paragraph he he claims that Trader Sam is not based in racism, but at the same time signals that he's offended by Disney's caricatures of out-of-touch white American dads, which I don't even know what Disney... It sounds like he's admitting that they're kind of racist. He's telling on... No, he's telling on himself that he's out-of-touch. Exactly. Like, he he is signaling which Disney characters rub him the wrong way because of their portrayal while at the same time declaring 
as a blanket statement that uh, these offensive caricatures of of uh, indigenous tribes or or you know people of color th- those are not offensive um again th- this is the wokeness expert so uh we we should absolutely um adhere to to all of his opinions on this shit if you ask me this guy wants to be rubbed the wrong way by a disney princess <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah he's he like absolutely- a revert a reverse christina aguilera <laughs> he absolutely does. Uh, okay. The next time I... This is such a good good paragraph. The next time I ride Jungle Cruise, I will not be thinking about the gloriously entertaining puns of the skippers. I will be thinking about Disney's political agenda. That's a mood killer. <laughs> oh, my God. I, how is, isn't it crazy how, like, every time a company moves in the direction of, like, treating their employees a little bit better, it's a political statement? It's like, yes, exactly. no, we just kind of maybe tried to give slight a little bit of shit about our lowest base employees. It's, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the slightest amount of progress, and, and this, that's the other thing, too, is this materially... This move by Disney does not affect this guy in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it is it is through his own uh, infantilization of his entire life that this will this might slightly affect him. And even then, you know, this asshole tunes out anything he doesn't like already. It's just the fact that he's spending ungodly amounts of money. This whole thing is him not tuning out things that he doesn't like. Well, but I mean, I mean, like. If if uh, as he moves through the world, right? As as you move through the world, you kind of tune out things that that are not significant to you. You know that that are are just kind of uh, you just turn it kind of into white noise, right? right? It's just it's just something your brain does so that you don't spend every waking moment. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like. Not noticing your arms and legs anymore. Or not feeling your clothes on your body. All exactly. The time, yeah. Exactly. It's just so so. This guy does this already. You know he, you know that's kind of like his MO. But this is because he has turned his his life into a uh kind of like a a, a toddler's view of the world when it, it comes really to Disney. It really is like a child. It, it is about. it is the most pathetic <laughs> shit. Like and and this is coming from someone who enjoys theme parks. I love like going to Carowinds or when we went to Universal Studios, shit was fun as hell. Absolutely loved it. But again, this is just, it's the most loser fucking thing <laughs> I have ever read, I think, how much this guy is bitching about about these, these minor changes. Uh, I think we're being a little unfair here to compare him to toddlers because even a toddler could just sit and enjoy the puns and jokes without getting so upset over someone's hair color or tattoo. <laughs> that, that's absolutely so true. So a toddler <laughs> is, like, above his level here. Like, yes, a, even a yes. toddler would be like, what's your problem? Like, shut up and have fun. A toddler has no uh, uh, has no concept of tattoos or hair color or that anything is wrong in the first place. You know, yeah. it reminds me of, you know how when you're in an algebra class... Like during that time, like you get real good at algebra, but years later, it's like you're you're not in that class anymore, so you, you kind of forget stuff. You're not as good as for a toddler. We're always like, this is imaginary and this is real life. 
So when you grow up to be a 45-year-old dickhead, you're like, I forgot to remember that real life and imaginary things are two different things. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Again, uh, the, also the fact that he described the captains of these jungle cruise boats, the skippers, he described their puns as gloriously entertaining is also... is. <laughs> Is, is pretty, so, pretty so I'm amazing. out of touch on this one. What, what, what are the skippers and their puns about? So the Jungle that? Cruise is like, it's barely a ride. You just get on a boat and it goes, it, it's like one of those water rides where, uh, you know the Jaws ride at Universal Studios? Yeah. It's that, but it's, it's way more boring. Uh, <laughs> where it's just like caricatures, shitty and racist caricatures of from around the world because you're in the jungle, right? Uh, and this is the jungle of 1950s, 1960s yeah. Disney. So it is problematic as fuck. <laughs> and uh, they're currently updating it, though. They're addressing all these things. So they're he's mad. to update it to about the 1980s, though, so I'll have uh, <laughs> Axl Rose in it. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Disney! <laughs> You're gonna die! <laughs> oh man, fuck. Okay. Disney proclaims that Splash Mountain must change because of its association with Song of the South. Disney owns Splash Mountain so it can do what it wants, but if Disney screams at the top of its corporate voice, which is pretty loud, that it is changing it to appease a certain political point of view, now every time I look at the ride, I am thinking about politics. Poor you. Oh, no. That's so bad that you have to think about politics oh. when you're on Splash Mountain. Again, he's telling on himself here, the fact that Disney has an overtly and super fucking racist ride which is what Splash Mountain was, the fact that they are addressing racism is politics to him, and he doesn't want to think about politics. He doesn't want to think about racism, that that exists in any way, shape, or form. Even if we like attempt to take what he's saying at face value and take it seriously, so he's saying, oh, they're changing it to just please a certain group of people. Well, if they didn't change it, it would be to appease you, so you didn't have to think about this. So, <laughs> ding, ding, like, ding, ding, you're, ding. you're yeah, upset about people being upset about things, but you're doing the same thing for less valid reasons. It's like, y you could never explain this to him in a way that he would see it that way, but it's, it's, it's mind-blowing that you can't make that connection that, oh, I, I don't want them to change it, so I don't have to be upset that the ride's different. <laughs> I don't know why they just can't change it to, like, the Moana ride or something. Like, that seems like that would be the easy thing to do with, like, Splash Mountain. Isn't that yeah, what they are going to like do? Like the Milano cookie? Yeah. Alyssa Milano cookie. <laughs> <laughs> he said Moana. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the basketball movie, uh, Moana Man. <laughs> Josh, and all of your infinite movies, have, uh, have you watched that before? Joanna Man? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, let's go back to Will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll put it on the list. Real quick, I was going to say, I, I do have a friend that he's like uh, working on his like doctorate or something. And so he's like, he's really unhappy that he has to take a race relations class for oh, whatever he's working on. And he was like, he said to me, he was like, the whole problem is that everybody just 
keeps talking about it. Like, if everybody just shut the fuck up about it, nobody would have a problem with it at all. I'm like, I'm sorry, man, you're just like an adult white guy saying that racism is only a problem because we talk about it. Like, of course you think that. You probably don't experience that much racism, you know? Uh any racism that, that yeah. like like what the fuck man i hope he's a foot doctor yeah what what kind of doctorate is he getting no, uh i don't think like history or something like that okay so he's not oh, a doctor well, he's not a, just, he's working he, on his doctorate you know he's okay not a doctor, so he yeah. he'll, he's gonna end up at prager u um <laughs> and, uh, teaching as a professor okay gotcha um so yeah so this guy uh much like the dude getting the doctorate uh this dipshit like uh, black people don't exist when he goes to Disney. That that's that's his escapism. You know what I mean? When he looks at Splash Mountain, and he gets mad that a ride that is racist towards black people, because of the they use the song of the South as as the premise for the ride. In his mind, if they address it, that is Disney admitting black people exist in their fantasy land that they've created as well. And for him, that's a fucking bummer. These aren't even, like, Confederate monuments. This is a fucking ride. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> it's, not, it's not actual history in any that's way, shape, or I form. I bet that's what he's kind of equating it to, where it's like, historically, Song of the South, that it's like, just go watch Song of the South, you motherfucker. Like, just get a copy <laughs> right, of it right. and well, I mean, do it. Like, shut I don't the fuck know up he, about it. I don't know ride. if he even could. I think, isn't that one of the few Disney movies that isn't available to the you public? You can watch it on YouTube right you now. You can find it. it. That's where it's yeah. like when people got mad, they took off Dukes of Hazard. It's like, if you care this much, go buy the box set. Like, Seriously. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, it's been playing on TNT for like 35 years. <laughs> yeah. Like, put it on VHS, dipshit. This ah, guy has man. not done anything significant with his life since he first went to Disney as a kid. So this is all just him being mad that they're ruining his childhood. Like it's it's that kind of uh you know perspective point of view. Remind me, did you say he was married? Um, I, I I'm sure he is, or maybe not. I don't know. I I, that- I don't think he uh he actually specifies. Let's see. I gotta find my place. Um, the same with Pirates of the Caribbean. Disney has made significant changes to Pirates of the Caribbean over the years. Whether Disney caved to political pressure or really thought the alterations were necessary is irrelevant. Pirates used to be one of my favorite attractions. My family would always ride it first on our first day at the Magic Kingdom. Now we do not even ride it every trip. When my family rides pirates now, each of the changed scenes takes us out of the illusion because they remind us of reality and the politics that force the changes. <laughs> what, what, what were the changes pi- what? to pirates? So you know? there were there were uh, scenes where like women were being chased and harassed by the pirates, like kind of rapey vibes to some of it. Uh, and there were I think there were other caricatures of of problematic stuff going on there. I'm not not exactly sure. I know about the 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 depiction of kind of like sexual assault basically happening <laughs> in the ride that they changed, but that's the only one that I know for sure. I think what's really interesting is that Will is uh really showing how much of a Disney guy he is. <laughs> like I don't yeah, know you do any you, of this you're stuff. very well versed in these rides. Cuz there's so many holes in this for me where I'm just like I don't know. I mean I haven't been to Disney since I was like three years old. 
What, did you kind of do like a half-ass researching it kind of thing after reading so, this article? No, I, I didn't. I didn't really research anything. I did. I, I will tell you what I did watch was uh, on Disney Plus. They have an Imagineering series where it, it explains how all of these rides were built back in the day and the the research and basically the R and D that went into them. That shit's pretty cool. Um, but that's that's the only thing I've, I've really watched. I went to Disney one time when I was nine. That's the only time I've ever been there. We went to Universal Studios a few years back, and that shit was cool as hell. Have you guys ever been to Universal? Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I went to Disney and to Universal around the same age, uh, about 14 and 15. And not going to lie, Universal I thought was way cooler. Is that what uh, made your parents get divorced? <laughs> no, we know we that was Chris that. Farley. <laughs> was it for like your uh, bar mitzvah trip? I never got a bar mitzvah, thank you very much. Oh, sorry. Uh, we can throw you one. <laughs> <laughs> can we? Can we? How do we can, do that? Can you lift me up on a chair, though? Yeah, there's like so can, many Can co-hosts. we throw you an almost heroes-themed bar mitzvah? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> that seems cruel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said when I saw the movie. I was like, "This looks cool." And we came out, and everyone was just like, "Ah, fuck!" Well, when fools rushed into the theater, <laughs> so we're throwing an emotionally masochistic uh, bar mitzvah for Ryan. Are we gonna do it like as Jort Center? Like we're gonna have a Zoom meeting where we do this and make it an episode? I think he just yeah. puts his laptop on a chair and then he lifts the chair up. There we go. Um, mm. And and uh, or just holds it in the air. I like that. That's the only thing that happens at a bar mitzvah. Nothing yeah, else. I don't. I honestly like that. That might be problematic as fuck. What I just said because I don't know what actually happens at a bar mitzvah in any way, shape, or form. Is an open uh, bar mitzvah? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> How do we get the uh, the almost heroes theme involved? I've never seen. That. Uh, you dress oh, up like that Lewis first and Clark. And, yeah, first and foremost, you have to watch the movie. Uh, you shouldn't. No. Uh, and then, I'm not like, yeah, and then second off, we have to find somebody who looks like Chris Farley. Did you say sucking off? Uh, What'd you say? Se- did, second I, off. I, second I, off. I thought you said sucking <laughs> off Chris Farley. <laughs> sucking off Tilly Dogs. <laughs> sucking off Chris Farley. Uh, <laughs> He's going to be a I'm fucked stu- up bar mitzvah. I'm telling you right now. Outside of 7 Eleven. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let me let me finish this article right quick. Um, Disney World is going to lose us as customers if it continues down this path. I do not want to have Disney World taken away from us because Disney cares more about politics than happy guests. Taken away. Oh, no. Taken away. It. Taken away. Yeah. Not not. I'm choosing not to spend my money here, but Disney is being ripped from my Poor guy. Uh, what a, what a my cold dead hands. It's melodramatic. Yes. This should matter to the people of Orlando because if Disney drives away customers like me, Orlando loses money. I can take my tourist dollars elsewhere. I would rather keep spending them in Orlando, but people like me feel more and more excluded by Disney's decisions. The parks are less fun because immersion, and thus the joy, is taking a backseat to politics. Disney, please return to the values and vision of Walt. The customer experience should be the core of your business model. Immersion should not be sacrificed on the altar of political correctness and appeasing the Twitter mob. Man, it, it must really suck to go somewhere like that and to feel excluded. Yeah, uh, yeah right, right. <laughs> Shit. God, the such so, uh, projection. Then, it's amazing. This this Branson. asshole's name. 
This asshole's name is Jonathan Van Boskirk, uh, V-A-N-B-O-S-K-E-R-C-K, and he lives in North Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, he's a fucking rich Vegas turd. There was also some uh, some people like basically just Google searched his name, and he's apparently uh, a piece of shit lawyer. Jonathan Van, uh, yeah, okay, so he's like one of the top Twitter results. Uh, okay, so he's a Clark County prosecutor. So he is a, a prosecutor, and I'm pretty sure that he also uh, notably like petitioned to, to have a prisoner executed, even though the, uh, the execution was deemed... Like, uh, it, it was basically not humane, the drug cocktail or something that they were going to give this guy. He, he's a real piece of shit, basically. He's wow. got the um, name of, like, a blood diamond miner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. Absolutely. This, uh, yeah, he, he would be, a, a like, a, a South African, uh, like, arms dealer or something that, that's just absolutely ruthless in a Disney movie or some shit. Yeah, he's like Elon's cousin. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, that is uh, that's the the column in its entirety. So ha- has he like responded to like the blowback from this article? I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, has like, he immersed himself in it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I that, that it... would uh, Vic. Any kind of criticism to his article is breaking the illusion uh, <laughs> that that he is uh, deservedly built around himself. I guess. I, I guess it doesn't matter if he responds or not. Like me or you could write what his fucking response is going to yes, be. Yes, exactly, exactly. And we should. And we should. Uh, okay, so that, I, I that's what I wanted to talk about. Sorry I took up so much time with well, that. Well, before we move on, though, um, just to play devil's advocate here. Oh, God. After no, hearing, no, after, we do no, not after hearing your description of some of the rides and attractions there, I feel like I might have to agree that I'd be better off if you just gave me an Ambien, put me in a wheelchair, and just let me sleep through the whole experience <laughs> <laughs> put, put me in a wheelbarrow and uh and push me around disney the, yeah the the ambient amusement park yeah so so first of all disney is pretty fucking boring i have like the the rides there when we were deciding whether to take the kids to disney or universal studios i looked up the the rides at Disney, and they seemed boring as shit. And the fact that this guy is mad that the boring as shit rides are just maintaining their boringness. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, they're just removing the racism, but the rides still suck shit. Is is what what makes it extra funny to me? I guess. Yeah, it's almost as if he's going for the racism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the yeah. attraction there is, ah, let me see these people get debased and made fun of. Yes, and you take exactly. that away, it's like, well, why am I even going? <laughs> if not to mock minorities. God. Remind me, uh, which one is the one that has like all the Simpsons shit at it? Universal. Okay, well, that's another reason to say fuck Disney World then. Exactly. So exactly. would Universal have a Fast and the Furious ride? <laughs> Would they or did they? Because I thought they did. I mean, they would. It's Universal, so I would assume they have a car ride. I don't know if it's. Let's see. Like, like, like cars, like like cars, cars. Well, that would be at Disney. 
That's what so they're oh, yeah. song. I, I watched uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, and Cars Two in the same day, <laughs> and like trying to remember the plot lines of both. I get them mixed up now. Well, I mean, you have, it's you kind have of to similar. go. You have to go further into the expanded universe, so you have to watch both of them. <laughs> Toe Mater was in Fast and Furious, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yes, the fourth yes, one, correct. Yep. So. Too, too Mater, Too Furious. <laughs> <laughs> But really, like, so, car- yeah, uh, Universal Studios has a ride called Fast and Furious Supercharged. Shit, yeah. Sick. So oh, that's no. that's oh, your God. number one reason to go Fuck to Universal yeah. Studios over Disney anyway. Um, and also, uh, speaking of the Simpsons area in Universal, they have the donuts from the Simpsons, the yeah. giant donuts. With oh, the yeah. Pink, the uh, pink frosting. Oh, that's yeah, cool. the, They're uh, good the, as hell, too. The, the colossal <laughs> donuts. Josh, what do you got as far as topics this week? I'm going to try and go through them really quick. Uh, so, Elron Hubba Hubba. <laughs> uh, Didn't we talk about that before? Yeah, I think it was just a funny headline. Uh, <laughs> Bill Maher and Sharon Osbourne. What was that about? Ugh. I didn't even really. I went to read about it. I put it as a topic to read about it so I could explain it, and then I just didn't uh, care. I, I don't know I, anything about this. I, I was, almost, I don't really even want to bring this up. Well, because, um, you know, I don't know if you all know, a while back, Sharon Osbourne got uh, kicked off of her, um, Was I think it was on The View she used to be a co-host on. Oh, the talk, excuse me. Um, and yeah. she got, I was about to say, she wouldn't get kicked off and fucking Meg McCain hang yeah, out. Yeah, uh, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> um, yeah, but she was uh, she was basically kicked off of the show that she was a uh, part of. And my memory serves me right. She ended up going to talk with Bill Maher um, about it since the whole experience and go on a semi-rant about, like, not cancel culture per se, but essentially like, eh, you know what? We make stupid decisions. And it was like, she was making a ton of awful, awful jokes. Uh, the stuff that got, got her kicked off was like really like bad anti-Asian jokes. Yeah. Asian slurs and stuff like that. Yeah. Which was just like incredibly insensitive, but uh, she's always been kind of a dumbass, to be honest. Yeah, I, absolutely I know she has. she has, she has a lot of stands, you know, to, put it lightly because of her stand, you know, because of her, you know, defending and, you know, trying to stick up for Ozzy, you know, but I mean, lest I won't forget the whole thing that happened with her and Bruce Dickinson all those years ago. Um, and uh, she also, I don't know why I remember the shit. She trash talk ICP a number of years ago. <laughs> and that's oh, fuck that shit. That uh, is that. <laughs> yes. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Well, here's please, what please. We we have to we have to deep dive into this. I know this is Josh <laughs> reading his topics, but what what exactly happened between her and ICP? Well, back in the day, the only reason I know this is I read up on online and. Uh, they took out. If you remember that band, Cold well, I Chamber? didn't think you were actually in the room, Ryan. Oh. I figured you probably like. I, I didn't. I didn't think you were uh, ICP's tour manager. No, I just thought this was fascinating. Uh, ICP took out that band. You remember that band, Cold Chamber? Yeah. Um, yeah. They they took them out back in the day and kicked them off of their tour for reasons that I'm not really sure of. But she went on to the Howard Stern show later on when they were on there and confronted them in person. It was like, 
you guys are a bunch of no talents. You'll you'll never you'll never you won't be around in like a year or two. And she said, you know, I bet you money you're never gonna sell any records. Is she from uh, uh is she from Bristol, England or Long Island? I couldn't <laughs> tell there. Uh, maybe I shouldn't do that accent. Then. No, that was um, great. That was yeah, great. Um, that is something Ryan I, I fully sounded endorse. like. You sounded like someone who was probably at the Madball show yesterday. <laughs> oh, God. We, should, we could bring that up in a minute. Um, but yeah, she said, you know, oh, like you guys are not going to go anywhere. And, you know, I bet you money. Like she like bet a significant amount of money said you won't like even get like a gold record or anything like that. And then they were interviewed not long ago. And they're like, guess what? Um, we have we've been selling pretty well. We have our own music festival every year. So where's our money, huh? Like, who did they? Know. I wonder who took that bet. Like, who is the bookie that uh, took that, that <laughs> bet? Ve- with ve- the ve- the ve- Vegas odds showed it's going to sell. Well, I guess like back on like Bill Maher, it's like, did we like what what happened there? Was he always shitty? And I just got smarter yes. or did he kind of stay yes. at the same place he was and all like society progressed sure. yeah i feel like the older we became the more we realized he kind of sucks as a person he does um, but does he suck more like did he is he just kind of frozen in like the year 2000 he's frozen in time yeah and he's then, he's always been a, a a piece of shit um he just you know it, again it's that phenomenon that uh, a broken clock is right you know, a handful of times throughout their career, uh, to mix metaphors there. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he was, he was right about the Iraq war when he was angry about that and shit. And so was, you know, any, a lot of people that had left leaning, you know, I mean, well, shit, most people back when we invaded Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, even if you were on the left, you were like, hell yeah, America, like we're going to get our, our vengeance and shit. Like that's why all the, the quote unquote left or, you know, liberal politicians, I should say, uh, voted to, for that invasion. Um, and he was one of the few voices that were against that. So if you were further left than the liberals at the time, you found yourself agreeing with Bill Maher. Yeah. Well, it's funny. You bring up a lot of, um, yeah, I guess you could say classic uh, neoliberalism is that we're trying to humanize George W. Bush right now and all this stuff. And I, I, I I'm very, very grossed out by that. Um, that there yeah. is a cycle that happens with George W. Bush. People keep like, well, he, you got to give him this. Like every few years, somebody comes up and like, he's not that bad. I'm like, no, he, he fucking he is, is awful. fucking awful, fucking awful. He sowed the seeds for he sowed the seeds for all this shit. Fuck him. It's just the broken clock thing again. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. like yes, every once in a while George George W. Bush will say something that is correct in quotes, but that doesn't mean you know. Yeah, it's like we can't forget. Uh, but so, I feel like I know that. But yes, when I saw that, I was like, "Good for you!" And then I'm like, "What? Am, what the fuck am I talking about?" <laughs> I, th- I think people just want to give Bush credit because they found out he could paint portraits <laughs> so could i'm Hitler. not even kidding it humanized him like oh he's a good painter yes. well maybe he's not a piece of trip no he still sucks he's just somewhat talented making portraits there is nothing that uh uh the left-leaning media love more than to rehabilitate these awful fucking conservative neocon right-wing figures fucking john mccain God, it's the fucking worst. You can't, you can't hold the, or or the the performative vitriol that 
the media and and the the liberal pundits and talking heads have towards these figures it's performative and you know it's performative because the moment these folks aren't in power anymore all of that vitriol dissipates it's like it, it wasn't even there and and you realize oh they they never really like were this angry at these folks it was just you know it's clearly just for ratings i feel like the only person they didn't try to do that with was uh, rush limbaugh I think pretty much everybody was uh, in agreement when he died that they were like, well, he, uh, there really were no, you know, humane qualities yeah, to him. Whatsoever. Yeah, they didn't do it with Fred Phelps either. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's, there, but but also he was never in power, right? Like he was not. He's not an elected politician actually making these decisions. He's just he's just another conservative, uh, you know, right wing radio piece of shit. Uh, the the thing about uh, Rush though is that there there were still there were still folks doing that talking about well you got to hand it to him he changed the shape of talk radio and blah 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 fuck you <laughs> you know who else was a good painter uh, John Wayne Gacy and Hitler well I've not seen any of his paintings <laughs> people say that but I haven't seen a one I, Hitler painting I'm gonna say I have and Hitler is a better painter than John Wayne Gacy. I, yes. I will. Yeah. I will say I did read one uh, positive thing online uh, uh, talking about when uh, Limbaugh died. And okay, it was I, I was I was about to say like, uh, are we? <laughs> I, th- I no, thought you were I, still talking about Hitler I, for a I second. Say, say what say, you want about Hitler. <laughs> yeah. I, no, it was um, it was a line from uh, most a guy that I think most of us love, Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, he's where my he's, favorite. Where he said, uh, if there is one good thing I guess I could say about Rush Limbaugh, I'm glad that he lived long enough to get cancer and die. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right, Josh, what, what other topics you got? Uh, R.I.P. skinny jeans. Uh, we're not allowed <laughs> to wear them anymore. Oops. Why? Uh, they're out. The kids are saying that you got to go back to baggy jeans. No, if you're, uh, uh, what is the, I can't not remember, what's the generation that's less, less than a millennial? Uh, well, you shouldn't really rank people. Uh, <laughs> boomers, boomers are less than us. Zo- uh, Zoomer, yeah. Zoomers, right? Yeah, zoomers. zoomers. Yeah, zo- yeah. If you're a Zoomer, you can't wear skinny jeans. If you're a millennial or above, that's what you're that's allowed. what I'm saying. Like, okay, all right. So I can't. I feel like it would be weirder if I just went out and got baggy jeans. Um, like, I don't know. It just feels like that Steve Buscemi meme. If I go and do it, <laughs> like, how do you do, yeah. fellow kids? Fellow yeah. kids. Yeah. It just I still really stand bad. by. I don't think this is a real generational feud. I think this is just made up so people can make memes out of it. I don't think any Zoomers or Zennials or Gen Z whatever give shit what kind yeah, of jeans millennials are wearing. I think I it definitely was don't just a pretend feud. I also think. That I get a big suspicion that uh, we'll say Zoomers is easier in this conversation. Um, they just love to like poke us, and yeah. so like if you get pissed about it, then it's like they win. They win, yeah. So they they win. <laughs> like I'm talking about it now, so they win. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, but also they're they're pretty right. Uh, like most of the the things that they roast us for or whatever are pretty on point, and it's like, but but that's that's with every generation. These corporations, these companies that that make these jeans and stuff, they have to keep introducing new stuff, except it's not new. Skinny jeans have been around before. Uh, Baggy jeans have been around before. Bootcut jeans have been around before. It's all cyclical. It's all like there's like four different styles, and every every 10 years they have to introduce like a new trend. I would argue it's not even cyclical. Everybody wears all of those type of jeans all the time, and it has probably never changed. Yeah, Michael Jordan has never stopped wearing bootcut jeans. (laughs) (laughs) But 
like, yeah, I mean, skinny jeans have been a thing since the times of Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> wait, wait, what times is that exactly? Like the, I don't know, 1920s? Yeah, skinny I, the, jeans have been a I thing since, I mean, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. You know? Yes, exactly. Han, Han wore skinny jeans. <laughs> I feel like the only type of jeans that haven't gone out of style are jorts. That's yeah. true. That's true. Or no they matter. never came in style. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I don't think jorts have ever been uh no 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 90s 90s jorts were fucking everywhere the boss jeans the boss jean shorts now if we're talking about cut off like like make your own jorts like those are kind of like never in fashion but also when you look back it's like they're timeless at the same time uh but i'm I'm about to cut my first pair of uh, jorts for the jort season hell yeah uh, yeah, the uh, the the boss jeans specifically with the word boss embroidered like eight inches tall on one pant leg. That was the shit to have in well, 1994. You had, the, you had those, Will, right? In yes, like middle yeah, school? I did. And like absolutely. Pele Pele? No, I didn't have any Pele Pele, but I, I absolutely had the boss jean shorts. You have a uh, Peloton in? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. Uh, so next... Uh, I wondered why is it called a Prince Albert? And for a second I was I thought that the guy died was that was named Albert. Uh, a lot of people you, have been saying Prince Albert when referring to him. But That's I, great. I did what what a funny ass mix up. <laughs> what is there's a real Prince Albert. I mean obviously like some in the history of princes I feel like odds are there was an Albert, but there's yeah. There's got to be one that this piercing was named after. The, the, yes, it actually like, is. So, it didn't go take, ahead. Yeah, I'm it didn't take super long to look up, but um, so there was supposedly a thing that people would do. <laughs> so with the pants that they wore back in those times, this I guess is like what the early or the I guess Peter Pan, Peter pants on yeah Peter pants <laughs> Peter pants uh, oh. I, <laughs> But, okay, so this is, like, Victorian time, so I think this would be, like, the kind of late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, so Prince Albert was the husband of Queen Victoria, and then Prince Albert had a son who was also named Prince Albert. And Prince Albert was known as a, a sexual deviant um, cool. and supposedly had, like, piercings. But around that time, it wasn't. Uh, there were supposed people that would get their what dickhead is that what you call it, uh, pierced, um, and essentially, and then it would be the chain would go down and it'd hold your dick down on your leg so that Yikes. it wouldn't move up. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Can we move on from this topic? This is <laughs> God supposedly damn it's fun. named after and that same Prince Albert was a uh Jack the Ripper suspect. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh wow. So really calling him a sexual deviant I think is even like kind of removed. Like when you become like a serial killer, <laughs> I think there's another term. I think Isn't there also killer. like a, a tobacco or something, Prince Albert? And a can? Yeah, yeah. A tobacco. Yeah, maybe that's, oh, but. oh, oh! I thought this was like a different. I thought this was like a a different version of that piercing you were saying. Like, what's a tobacco, <laughs> Prince Albert? Like, what is that? What kind? Of, that's when you like, get it sideways. It, well, that's when your scrotum gets pierced and <laughs> uh, like fanned out to look like a tobacco leaf or something. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I wrote "sweaty ass vaccine" for my ass. 
but I don't know what that means anymore. <laughs> I think it's okay. Actually, this is something that happened. I remember now. All right, so I got up in the morning, put on my my boxer briefs, which I wear every day, and my ass was already sweaty. Like I got up, and my ass was sweaty. Like it hadn't even given itself enough time to get sweaty. Like what's go- going on? Pfizer, can you help me, please? Or Moderna. I'll even take a Johnson and jo- Johnson sweaty vaccine. I think you killed Vic. <laughs> okay, what else you got? Uh. Oh, just a statement. Okay, so I was on the Peloton, and. I made fun of this guy for having a Mickey Mouse tattoo, and I told Sarah, my "No wife, more fucking Disney, goddamn!" But uh, yeah, did it ruin your said, immersion on the Peloton? <laughs> well, she she was like, I was like, I was taking this class on Peloton, and this guy had a Mickey Mouse tattoo, and I guess I was setting it up like I was, you know, making fun of him. And then Sarah was like, "You have a Mickey Mouse tattoo." And I was like, shit, you're right. <laughs> Wait, you have a Mickey Mouse tattoo? I do have a Mickey Mouse tattoo. Well, I did not know this. What, you can you we forgot see it? about it. Yeah, yeah. I, forget, I forget about like a lot of my tattoos. Wow. You also have, I know you have the Predator tattoo. Yeah. Uh, uh, can, I'll, send you, I'll send you a pic of the Mickey Mouse tattoo. Can we post I mean, it, it on Twitter? Can you just say, okay. is, it, is it just Mickey Mouse or like it's, what context uh, well, is it? Okay, so it's a Mickey Mouse. So every year at the fest, uh, you can get like a cheap fest tattoo. It's like that stress face thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, oh, I'll get the stress face with the Mickey Mouse ears on it. Gotcha. So yeah, I have a Mickey Mouse tattoo. Does the stress face look like the Nirvana smile? Uh, it's like, looks like that. What is I the stress face? I don't know what the stress face is. Uh, I don't know. Explaining all this is such like inside baseball. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so the No Idea Records that kind of hosted the fest, but then mm-hmm. the fest kind of became its own thing, so it has nothing to do with No Idea Records anymore. Right. But the stress face was like their logo. Okay. Um, okay. And so people that go to the fest every year would get stress face tattoos on them, and they're usually like 30 gotcha. bucks or something. So. Gotcha. Okay, all right. That so, makes yeah, sense. cut all that out, I guess. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got to stop saying cut that out because that's a good explanation for Well, I, I like leaving it in so you can hear you say cut that out <laughs> in the podcast. So you can yeah. completely leak confidence to the point <laughs> yeah. where you're like, no, please, please take all of this out. I am rambling right now. Another all right. thing that – one last thing I had was uh, – and we probably won't get into this. I was wondering what the whole uh, Ryan Pete Davidson thing from last week was. That was oh wow! Thanks for reminding me. Was that he was cast as Joey Ramone in a Netflix biopic? That if was he all can talk in full sentences in that movie, then it's not believable. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, absolutely heard nothing that. like Joey Ramone too. Now, because uh, a friend of mine was freaking out to the point where um, I was like, "Dude, it's just a biopic. I mean, it's going to probably suck like most music biopics do these days, but." You know, at this point on, I'm like, whatever. It doesn't uh, doesn't really affect me. Um, he's not. I feel, I feel like honestly, if you think about it, he's not like a bad person to play Joey Joey Ramone because he is super tall. He can barely act, and so it lines up. Like, but if you think about it too, 
Doesn't uh, Joey Ramone just look like like a bad Steven Tyler impersonator? <laughs> I was going to say he looks like uh, Howard Stern. Uh, yeah, he looks more like Howard Stern than... But they're oh. like a, it's like an anamorphs thing. It's like starts at Steven Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Dan, what do you got as far as topics this week? Have you guys ever watched that um, that cartoon from like the early two thousands? It's uh, called Rejected. Some guy Don Hertzfeld made oh, it. Oh yeah, it yeah. Starts My out with this guy, bleeding, these so. little cartoon guys. And he's like, "My spoon is too big." Yeah. Super. It sounds <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. So it, it was like an early um, example of something going viral on the internet, like okay. before social media and stuff like that. And it's this: the premise behind it is that a bunch of like an ad agency asked this guy to do cartoons as commercials for their product, and he purposely made a really shitty cartoon of like this little guy who's like, "My anus is bleeding." And they're they're just really poorly done is the idea. But it, none of that was real. It was just a bunch of ridiculous, absurd cartoons, and it was super popular in the early two thousands. I went back and watched it, and uh, it just it did not age well at all. <laughs> it, it was really stupid and ridiculous, and not like in a funny way. Did you but, remember uh, that? Remember that show Clone High? It was on MTV for a little bit. Um, it was essentially if you cloned famous uh, historical figures and you put them in high school. Clone High was pretty funny. Yeah. I've been tempted to go back and rewatch that. Um, I think it's on my buddy's Plex account. Um, and I'm sure it's probably fine. Um, but, yeah, that other show does sound super familiar, Dan. I always thought maybe that aired on, like, Newgrounds or something like that. It probably did. It was on one of those kind of sites, yeah. Can I tell you something that that did age well and that never gets old? What's that? Uh, Home Star Runner. Did you ever watch that? Oh, I remember Home Star Runner. It's still yeah. good. Yeah. It's never a, l- a little bit. Yeah, I haven't I, watched that in ages. I never watched that stuff. But but to the the point that you're talking about not aging well, Dan. That that uh, early internet randomness sense of humor has been. It's one of those things where like it's not that it was. It's not that it's bad. It's just that we've been so desensitized to that type of humor because it was done to death. It's like the... Uh, Very like anti-humor in a weird way. Yeah, it's like the originators of a genre of music. Eventually, folks come along that are inspired by that genre of music and do it uh, ten times better. Right. So that the original is like not as... It doesn't sound as good because you've listened to folks that have crafted it and, and really refined well, it. Well, part of what I love about the current internet humor is the levels of understanding you have to have to get a joke sometimes. Like right. some of these yeah, memes yeah. are 12 levels of self-referential to previous memes and have stacked upon each other so much that it, it's this crazy interwoven series of jokes Yeah, that, that it looks stupid and ridiculous if you don't understand like where they come from. The, uh, the trope that you were referring to is called Seinfeld isn't funny. If you've ever gone to tvtropes.com, it lists oh, really? a bunch of it lists a bunch of tropes and then like makes a name for them. No, I'm not. So, so okay. So th- this is an actual phenomenon that I'm talking yeah, about that yeah. has a name for it. If you go to tvtropes.com and you look it up, it's called Seinfeld isn't funny. And one of the examples is uh, uh, Slaughter the Soul by uh, 
I'm blocking right now at the gates. Uh-huh. Uh, so like they put out this album and a million people try to sound like it. Thing is, they kind of like made the genre that everybody tried to copy. Whole sound in. But I think <laughs> when Will says he's not a fan of Seinfeld, he's more so a fan of uh, the new adventures of old Christine. <laughs> uh, it's about, true. It's or true. about uh, yeah. Bob Patterson. Yeah. <laughs> or the Michael Richards show. I love Veep. Uh, Veep, is, uh, Veep great. is great. Veep is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I like yeah. I like all the uh, the cast members individually. It's just collectively together in a apartment in New York City. Uh, I fucking hate. <laughs> you hate you hate Seinfeld. I, I hate it. Fucking oh. hate it. Shit sucks. Shit. Like, it's one of my favorite things ever. Goddamn in the history of Jerry's. Television shitty fucking haircut throughout Love that it. show and his uh goddamn I, I love, white sneakers and i like that the haircut jeans. is the problem like i oh, can't like enjoy this you're like the fucking disneyland guy i can't enjoy the show because of the haircut on are you bringing Jerry. in what we know about <laughs> seinfeld now as an indication or you uh, just have hated so you're so you're not bothered by the song of the seinfeld you just need to read sign language, his book. I genuinely never thought Seinfeld was a funny stand-up. Like, that is... Uh, like, are, are y'all telling me that, that you watch Jerry's stand-up now, and you're like, God damn, this shit fucking rips. This not, is awesome. Not bad. No, no not bad. but... I, I saw his mic... He came up one not that long ago, and I tried watching it, and I was like... I, I think I got maybe 10 minutes in, and I was like, I... I was like, either I've gotten too old for this shit, or it's just bad. And <laughs> yeah, but, I think it was a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah, but when when uh, telling you for the last time came out, I feel like it was funny, or I was just like ten. Like I, I don't know what was what, but I I thought it was hilarious. I can't watch it objectively because I've seen it a thousand times, but I feel like if I've never seen it before, I would think it's good. Okay, All right. I'm telling you for the last time is what I'm talking about. Okay, I. I... I'll take y'all's word for it. I, I genuinely never really found him funny. I watched or, a lot of Seinfeld growing up. My dad liked Seinfeld. is just a thing. That's a possibility, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. I guess Will was just like wearing boss jeans and like <laughs> just being really cool in Monkey Junction. Fuck uh, yeah, dude. I was, yeah. I was doing drugs and trying to fucking get with chicks and shit, man. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. That's metal. what you were doing instead of watching Seinfeld stand up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> was, it's it's an either a... or. It's one or the other. You can't <laughs> you have can't both. Do both. What do you got as far as topics this week? Uh, well, mine should be pretty short. I, do you guys ever confuse two actors for like being the same actor? Oh, all, all the time. time. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching... John Travolta and Nick Cage, for sure. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been watching the, the Fasts and the Furiosities, you know. So uh, I just realized after watching the first two that for a long time I thought... Uh, James Remar and Ted Levine were the same person. I don't That's know if you guys deep know who. That's fuck. 
<laughs> so, I don't know who either of those people. All right, are. so uh, Ted Levine is um, uh, Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. You okay, know? okay, yeah, yeah. And then James Remar, he's like the guy at the beginning of uh, Pineapple Express. He's like the mid- military dude uh, when Bill Hader's like smoking the weed, oh, and the guy he's like, illegal. Yeah. Wasn't he in? Uh, he was in one of the Lethal Weapons too, wasn't he? He's the dad from Dexter. What James Remar is? Yeah. Dadster? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so for the longest time, I thought the those two people were the same person. Gotcha. And then I, my feelings were, like, kind of, you know, reimbursed by Too Fast, Too Furious replacing Ted Levine with James Remar. I'm like, it's not just me. They're like, we need another Ted Levine. Let's get that other Ted Levine in here. Uh, he, he, okay. He has I, the he has the weirdest like replacement history. He he replaced Christopher Lambert in the second Mortal Kombat movie, and he and he was he was an alien. James Remar did. Yes. Yeah, he was an Aliens. He actually was pl- going to play Hicks, uh, and then he had too many uh, drug problems, and they replaced him with Michael Bean. Oh, really? He had drug problems. That's funny. Yeah, I think there's actually, and you can find footage of him out there online, like wearing the the Colonial Marine suit. It looks fucking so strange. Um, it, uh-huh. And I just was like, man, this dude's just got the weirdest history with like replacing is, different yeah, actors. That's that's bizarre. What a weird. Uh, okay, so he, yeah, okay, I, I instantly recognize this guy now that I've I've looked up James Which Remar guy? because James the, Remar. Okay. He was in uh, 48 Hours, The Cotton Club, Miracle on 34th Street, Sex in the City, uh, yeah. Dexter, like somebody said. Um, he's been in a ton of stuff. He's been in a lot. I think he was in Legionnaire with Jean-Claude Van Damme as well. Anyway, so fighters. this also reminds me, there's like a group of actresses that are like practically the same person in my brain. And it's like Amy Adams and like Isla Fisher... And yes, yeah. I can't Anna Kendrick, you know, yeah. and I would I would almost put Ellie Kemper in there if I wasn't so familiar with her from being in the office and like Kimmy Schmidt and shit. Like if I didn't know her as well, I would confuse her with all of those other people. Those it, those actresses, I don't have a problem uh, remembering who is who specifically like those four that you named. But there yeah, are all the it, same person to me. There's, there's a, a, like for a while there, and I wasn't watching a whole lot of movies in like, I guess at the time where they became famous, but like Naomi Watts and, uh, Charlize Theron and, uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Nicole Kidman, Scarlett Johansson in my head. Like I could never Blake lively, I think is another one where like, I could not keep track of the blonde actresses and that's, that's shitty and probably misogynistic. To right. A certain that, degree see, that's on my part, my, I was, but, I was afraid to bring this up cause it sounded well, think about even like Aaron Eckhart and Thomas Jane. Right. Yeah, like, that's I, very true. I was going to include Thomas Jane as one of the James Remar, Ted Levine's almost. Thomas yeah. Jane is, is borderline that. Yeah, I think he's a little <laughs> younger than those. those yeah. I've always gotten, uh, it's, uh, what, Dermot McElrenny and Dylan McDermott mixed <laughs> up, but I think that's like a name. That's thing. a name yeah. thing, I feel like. Yeah, Vic, but I've gotten... The, uh, the actresses you were talking about that you all put in a group was one of them in that, um, what is that movie about the, like, S&M got 50 Shades of Grey? I don't know. That was uh, Dakota Johnson. And uh, only reason I know her is because she, she also did the remake of Suspiria, which was one of the most agonizingly long movies I've seen in a few years. <laughs> I get her mixed up with that girl from The Office, the the new secretary that they hired. 
Ellie. You know what oh, I'm talking about? Oh, so that's the other, not Ellie Kemper, but uh, the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the other one. I, I don't know any of their names, so I'm just grasping the straws oh, no, no, here. But I got is, them mixed up really bad. Ellie the Kemper. new secretary from the office. I thought she that's was the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey, that's and funny. I thought that was the weirdest casting choice to pick the <laughs> awkward secretary as like the love interest in this movie. And it took a long time before I realized it's totally not the same person. You thought Kimmy Schmidt was in Fifty Shades of Grey? That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> So it's funny, it reminds me of, Dan, how we talked about before, how there's like a hundred different animals that are all like a weasel, you know what I mean? They're like, there's like a ferret, a mink, like they're all a fucking weasel, there's like a hundred animals. That are, yeah, they're Holy all shit, a weasel, they're you know? Weasel. But that's... Re- so, all right, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Vic, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, it's, it's okay, it'd, it'd be super problematic for me to call these ladies weasel women or whatever the fuck I'm about to say. Anyway. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> Let's not do that. Um, but, but I think y- you are kind of touching on something. It's called carcinization. And actually, I, listened to, I listened to the okay, episode. Yeah, creature it, feature. And, and uh, it, well, it's called parallel or convergent evolution, Will. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but the shorthand when, when everything is crabs, yeah. where you have or these moles. completely independent animals that end up evolving to have the same features because it's just uh, the most beneficial shape or, right. or things to, to evolve towards. But yeah, like. And so that's the I, thing with Hollywood, these actresses. Yeah. It, it's like it's more beneficial for all of them to be, have the characteristics have like a, a that certain, they do. certain height, certain body type, yeah. certain hair color. Like, you know, okay, we need a, a blonde actress for this role. There's six of them that are hot right now. Who is available to fill this role? That's <laughs> largely how oh, yeah. casting in Hollywood would, would goes, unfortunately. So they're not weasels or ferrets, they're crabs, is what you're telling me. <laughs> yes but it's exactly. definitely not like a massage or anything because we could do the same thing with like dude actors like oh yeah 100 percent right. yeah, yeah. uh, i mean thomas jane is like all of the like james marsden um the uh like all the chris evans is the chris like <laughs> chris evans chris pine all well, seven chris, chris evans well, you know what I'm saying? All the Chris actors and shit, they are all interchangeable as yeah. fuck. It's, uh, it's, it's, and you, you, Hollywood has like a stable of six white guys with crew cuts that are, are <laughs> like, that are shades of, you know, dirty blonde to brunette, like to, to brunette. And then they do the same thing with women. And, uh, yeah, that's your, those are your quote unquote leading men and women. The only Chris who's not interchangeable is Chris Walken. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. All right. Uh, I don't know if we've gotten to everybody's topics this week. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, so we have is the answer. So, uh, Josh, if you want to take us out. No, Ryan, what do you got this week? I'm just. Um, No, I'll just say real quick. um, I'm getting my. Uh, this isn't a subject, but um, I am getting my second vaccine tomorrow, which I'm excited for. And uh, I'm also very happy to give a shout out to uh, Kamara Usman on here because he has knocked out a second uh, MAGA chud in his uh, UFC oh, yeah. title defenses. That's what my uh, background is right now. Hell yeah. Oh, that is Masvidal getting his fucking shit rocked. Fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah. I thought you were going to shout out Pfizer. <laughs> are you getting the Pfizer? I am. And uh, if it knocks me out, it gives me another excuse to uh, finish this book here. 
which is a graphic novel called Black. It is uh, published by a company called Black Mask, who have put out some really, really awesome shit. Right. Um, basically, the premise of this is, what if the only people in the world who develop superpowers are African-American? And it, That's cool is, as hell. it is a beautiful book, um, and it is super fucking enjoyable. And I give it the highest recommendation to anybody who uh, is kind of bored with superhero comics, but they want something which is fucking rad as all hell. Cool. Uh, yeah. That's Ryan's uh, comic book corner. <laughs> is it, let's, just, let's just start doing that every week. Ryan's comic book corner. Yeah. It's a segment. Uh, nice. Yeah. But that's, that, I didn't really have any subjects though, other than just to talk about how awesome it was to watch a, uh, another uh, Trump supporter get knocked out. So I, I was going to say, would it take up too much time to get a brief explanation on what was going on with that? So um, basically, um, I mean, I don't really watch the UFC anymore. I've just become really sick and tired of it. But the two of the focal points, uh, Russian and focal points, but two of the featured faces of the UFC over the past two years had been very, uh, very loud and very prominent Trump supporters um, but I mean, Dana White's also been very uh, put it out there and very well known for being a very avid Donald Trump supporter. And both of these aforementioned fighters uh, have been knocked out by the reigning and defending African-American champion, Kamara Usman. He broke the first guy, Colby Covington's jaw when they fought. And then last night, he finished Jorge Masvidal in the second round, the first time that he's ever been knocked out. And it was fucking rad. Um, it made my night. And he, he, it looked like Masvidal got hit by a fucking truck. Yeah. It was and, amazing. And he was like taunting him throughout most of the fight. And that which just makes it so much more satisfying. Oh, yeah. So Masvidal, uh, kind of became friends with the Lebetard show. He like came in studio. He's a Miami guy. He grew up fighting on the streets and kind of earned his reputation there. He holds the record for the fastest knockout in a UFC fight where he just starts the fight by running in with a flying knee and just rock the dude. And it's over yeah. within like, was it three seconds or four uh, seconds or something? Uh, six seconds. And six the seconds. He, and the person he knocked out was Ben Askren, who just recently got knocked up by Jake Paul. Okay. Um, oh, that was the same dude then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah. So Masvidal, he's, he's Cuban. His, his father came over here like as a, as a refugee from Cuba. So he's the part of that Cuban contingent that is super right wing, super Trump leaning because anything to do with Cuba is evil, you know, and, and in their minds. So they're, they're super, super conservative. And when Trump was campaigning, Masvidal like joined him at some rallies and shit. And, but then that, that's, that's all problematic as fuck. Then Masvidal started echoing QAnon shit. So he became a QAnoner and that's when Lebetard show was like, oh, we can't like, it was bad enough that you were, you know, kind of retweeting Donald Trump and shit. But then he ventured into the whole rabbit hole of QAnon, and he's, uh, yeah, he, he's no good. Right on. Yep, we can just leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> his uh, hype train has 
probably been derailed, and I say good fucking riddance. Fuck yeah, and Usman is the one that just derailed the fuck out of that shit. So, yeah, that was, look up that highlight when you get a chance, Vic. It uh, It's the cleanest punch that I, one of the cleanest punches I've ever seen. And it, it is just the most squared up thing. And his uh, he immediately goes into the fencing position, arms up, like, you know, knocked I'm, the fuck out. I love, I, I go out of my way to watch, like, the uh, the compilation clips of people that are, like, too taunty and asshole-ish and get yes, knocked the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. I love those. Premature celebrations in the ring yeah. are hilarious. Are y'all seeing uh, Guzman? Like, Louis Guzman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luis Guzman was like, I cannot have Jorge Masvidal... Uh, 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 fucking go down the QAnon hole <laughs> so he, he knocked his ass out alright Josh you want to take us out on another reading from I still still don't remember the name of the title something about voices in my head uh, so we were on page 16 of Steven Tyler's book, Does the Noise in My Head Bother You? Noise in my head, not voices. Yeah. I always want to say voices. Okay. Sorry. Um, can can so, we briefly say that uh, we kind of realized that maybe there's just a lot of references being made in this book that we are not aware of, and it's not as maybe not as crazy as we're making it out to be? Uh, uh, I think that's being a little <laughs> too generous. Even yeah, if we don't understand yeah. the references, it's written like a crazy rambling train of thought. It's like stop standing for Steven Tyler. (laughs) It's like he wrote it on a, or he just kind of like talked into a recorder, and then someone's job was to edit it. Oh, that's exactly what happened. They just didn't do it. Yes, they didn't. He did. Were we picturing Steven Tyler sitting at like a MacBook Pro, like you know, pecking (laughs) one one letter at a time? Like that's not what happens when these guys put out a (laughs) biography or autobiography. Ryan, you're saying no. Say uh, a. co-worker of mine who is one of the uh, biggest Aerosmith fans I've ever seen, I talked to him and said, hey, you know, we uh, close out every episode with a reading of the book, and he was like, oh, man, yeah, that thing makes no fucking sense. <laughs> even he <laughs> even he couldn't, couldn't get into it. Yeah, he was like, Joe Perry's book is really good, but yeah, he's like, I, I wish you luck trying to put that together. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's funny. We'll read All that right. next. Josh, go ahead. <laughs> Alright, so once again, page 16 uh, of this book so he's gonna still be talking about tro rico forever um on sunday nights dad would give recitals at tro rico people from miles around would come over to hear him and my grandma my mother and my sister would play duets all the family that came up had kids and aunt phyllis would holler come on steven let's put on a show for them downstairs from the piano room was the barn's playroom ping pong a jukebox a bar and of course a dartboard there was also a big curtain across one corner of the room that made a stage where my aunt phyllis taught all the kids camp songs like john jacob jingleheimer schmidt and a hole in the bucket song i would pantomime to an old 78 recording of animal crackers it was an evening of camp style vaudeville (laughs) where the finale we hung a white sheet in front of a table made from two sawhorses and a board Someone from the audience would be brought back to lie on the board, and behind them a giant lamp cast shadows on the sheet. My Uncle Ernie would perform an operation on the person lying down, pretending to saw them him in half, and eventually pull out a baby. Quite, 
horrifying and hilarious uh. to the audience. It was all very tongue-in-cheek, but certainly at the beginning of my career. We must have done 150 or more of those shows over the years. I was a serious ham. I do cute things kids can get away with, especially to adoring relatives. It was like something from a Mickey Rooney movie. I'd learn all the lyrics to the song, Kimo, Kimo. Okay, I, and then it kind of, there's a song here that I have to <laughs> read. I don't know what this song would sound like. Uh, kimo, Kimo, Stara, Stare, Maha, Maho, Marumo, Sticka, Pumpa, Nickel, Supang, <laughs> Nip, Cat, Polly, Mitcha, Cameo. <laughs> I love you. Wait, all right, Josh, there's something levitating behind you right now. It looks it looks like there's a spirit or something, like a demon maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then I'd add something like sticky, sticky, stambo, no, so rambo, hit a basket, ta, rona, nuno. What the hell was that? The beginning of my love for real out there music and crazy lyrics. Okay. Yeah. We'll Yikes. end it there today, because okay, yeah, a, that sounds. If someone, um, okay, Here's... yeah, Vic, where you just don't get his reference. <laughs> <laughs> Stand by it, and then you do where you go. <laughs> okay, we need a Steven Tyler Stan. If you know, or okay, if you know that song, please send a recording of yourself singing it to us, and we will play it on the show. A hundred percent, we will. I, yes. I, yes. Or even just, please send a recording of yourself singing that song, even if you don't know it. <laughs> well, then how will we know which one's the right one? They're I all the we'll right just, one. So we'll just have to just, discern. I'll I, I tell you what, uh, if you would like to interpret that song um, and and put your own spin on it, send it to us and we'll we'll play it on the show <laughs> next week. Yeah. All right. We're gonna end it there. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Go rate, review, like, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Uh, you know, does that uh, work? Over and over again. Ding! Ding. Ding. You got a job. <laughs>